Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Monday, and I am motivated. Hashtag Monday motivation. I tell you what, I get excited. I get I get my juices flowing a little bit. I get when I get brought back to my corporate days. You know when things are. There's a lot of heat going on, a lot of pressure to perform because, you know, in the corporate America, in the corporate world, that if you don't perform, you just might show up the next day and your key won't work in the lock. Because, see, that's how it is in corporate America. That's how it is in the private sector. When you have to perform and you have to go in every day and earn that income, earn that salary, earn that commission. If you want to be thought of for promotion, you got to earn it every day because you know what? That's somebody else's money that's coming to you. Somebody, when they sign that paycheck or even if it gets printed out on a computer, that's coming out of somebody's pocket, their own money. And even if it's a corporation, there's shareholders that have invested in the company. And so I get excited when I see the U.S. government, when I see my president firing people for lack of performance. This is what we needed in D.C., babies. I'm excited. I'm glad to be here with you guys tonight. 888-344-1170. Would love to hear from you and, and hear what you have to say about it. I know all the gnaw boning today. People are gnawing on this bone. We've got the conservatives gnawing on it, that there's just too much shakeup going on. And oh my gosh, we we just don't have enough corporate people in the 950 million employees the U.S. government has. We just don't have enough people to back it up. So we got conservatives gnaw boning over it, hysterical. And then, of course, we got liberals now boning over it about all the, the, the tragedies that have befallen all these uh, illegal people invading us from across the border. But I tell you, there's not enough people today gnaw boning and feeling bad about the angel families and what they have suffered in this country. And you'll hear from one tonight. Miriam Mendoza will be here a little bit later in the show. And I definitely want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter and follow me on Facebook. I am Andrea Kate, Dynamite and Address, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy. But I don't do it alone. Normally, I've got an orange-fingered man here to help me, but he's off. He's he's abandoned me. He's tripped across the border over into Nevada, into Sin City, into Vegas. But I got I got me another veggie tail in the house. It's DJ Potato Skins. Well, it's my last time in the sandbox, at least till uh, DJ Carrot Sticks takes off for uh, for another jaunt. So let's try it like Obama did. Potato, 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 potato. Couldn't resist. Well, no, you got about another four hundred fifty nine times. Potato, 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 potato. He was on a roll, that's for sure. Oh, he's always on a roll when he's talking about himself. Now I'm going to impersonate him. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're here tomorrow night, aren't you? Now, from what I heard, Karistics is back tomorrow. Now I will have to confirm. Yeah, you may have more times to be talking. Hey, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Love being here. Yeah, don't be trying to run off from me that quickly, baby. Um, okay, so yeah, shake up, shake up, shake ups going down today. Actually, we first heard about this yesterday. Uh, insiders say that there was quite the screaming match, uh, which I, I don't know if that's true or not. Kirsten Nielsen doesn't seem like she gets uh, riled up enough to be yelling at anybody. In fact, in fact, that's part of the reason why I wasn't 
sorry to see uh, that her code no longer works at the door if she were to try to enter um, because I have been feeling for a long time that she was the, not the right person for the job. She was uh, somebody that, that J- I guess, John Kelly. She was a John Kelly pick. I didn't know a huge amount about, about her from her background. Um, she While she did seem to have... Uh, some, you know, some thick skin. You have to be to be working in the Trump administration. There was leaks and reports that behind the scenes that she was pro DACA. Uh, she was against. Uh, she really did not do. She was squeamish. She's like an establishment rhino. You know, she did. She didn't go into it. She she just didn't have the toughness. It's like t- Potato Skins and I've been talking about. We are in a literal war with the left. For the future of this country, and they are armed every day. You think of the fiercest weapon imaginable, and that is what they are bringing. I mean, little poor Stephen Moore. You can't even get nominated. You can't. You can't even be just a, a, a run-of-the-mill economist who's written a book about you know supply side versus Keynesian theories and be nominated for the Federal Reserve without being completely under attack. That's how hard the left is working. And we must have somebody when we know, and this is not just about, and I don't believe it's just about for President Trump, the fact that building the wall and sealing the border was a campaign political issue. It's because he knew it was the greatest issue our country faced. Because we have no future if we have no borders. We have no future, even if we finally seal a border after we have allowed 50, 60, 75 million people come into this country and permanently forever vote Democrat because now we've expanded the entitlement dependency class roles by 65, 70 million people when we're only a country of 300 million. Yeah, we have to do it now. We can't have any delay on getting things under control. No. And there's, you know, everybody's talking today about how Trump hired Kirsten Nielsen and and kind of all that aspect. But there's a couple other stories that I kind of wanted to get into that raised my eye, you know, that I thought was really interesting that has to do with with why now. Uh, One of the things I thought, and it's not technically related uh, to um, the border necessarily. Well, yeah, it is. In a different way. Let me let me say this. Okay, so on the same day that we find out that Kirsten Nielsen is gone and that we've also find out that President Trump is around the same time over the weekend, he withdrew the nomination to replace uh, ICE with Vitelli, I think his name is. Uh, at that same time, we also find out that President Trump is going to uh, is firing the head of Secret Service. Uh, now that we find out about the, the border situation, Kirsten Nielsen leaving, there was a same judge that struck down and denied asking on the census in California whether or not somebody's a citizen, the same judge out of San Francisco has filed an injunction against the Trump administration on the asylum. We talked about this, I think, Friday night show to where the Trump administration said, "Okay, all these caravans that made their way to Tijuana, if they're going to seek asylum, they have to wait it out in Mexico. Well, a judge decided today, while the cases were still pending, haven't even been adjudicated. We don't even know if these people have a proper asylum claim. That judge has come out and said today that not that the Department of Homeland Security didn't have, his name is uh, Judge Seaborg, not that the Department of Homeland Security didn't have the authority to do it, but basically he just didn't like the way they went about doing it. That they, uh, and I'm making a very long story short, but they, that it lacked sufficient protections for the aliens to be returned to places where they face undue risks to their lives or freedom. What? 
How many weeks and, and, and if not months did these people hang out in Mexico as they made their trek all the way from Honduras and Guatemala all the way here? And oh, by the way, how many American citizens live in Tijuana? And so if American citizens live in Tijuana, it can't be uh, what undue risk. What does that even mean? Undue risk. How do they have undue risk? Well, Americans live in TJ. Mexican citizens come back and forth to TJ, TJ every day, many with work permits. Many people have dual citizenship. TJ is just as safe as National City is and Ota Mesa is. This doesn't even make sense. And that's because it's not about making sense. It's not about anything but judicial activism. Because this man is not supposed to. He even says the DHS has the, the authority to do this. So he's basically admitting that he's legislating from the bench. Their job as justices and judges is just to make sure that the laws that are being implemented in this country are valid laws. No room for interpretation, period. Well, it's not it's not their place no, to decide not. whether or not no. some protections worrying about some asylum seeker and whether or not they might face what? They might get robbed in TJ. Well, you know what? You're just as you're just as in, in just as dire straits in, in some of the barrio areas. You're just as your life is just as much at risk in many places in the United States. That's just an excuse that's being used. That's right. And and so people are at the point now to where they're saying it is time for Trump to fight back. What I said I said before I when a, a judge I didn't even remember now what the decision was a couple of weeks ago I said you know what it's time for the Trump administration to just start ignoring the courts just flat out ignore it when you have a judge like this today who comes out and says that the that the Department of Homeland Security had the authority to do this but he just doesn't like the way they did it because it didn't provide enough vague protections against some vague threat that anybody might have at any time any place anywhere in the world it's nonsense. It's time for President Trump and his administration to take a tip from Obama and his administration because just this past week, late Thursday night, his lawyers admitted to a federal judge that they had broken the court's injunction halting the administration's new deportation amnesty, including thousands of work permits. So what happened was this guy, this judge, Andrew Hainan, ordered that they stopped the program of giving out thousands of work permits to these illegal uh, aliens in the country. And uh, they admitted that they were continuing to do it. In fact, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, who just this last week admitted that we have a crisis here at the border, repeatedly told Congress that they had halted the program and they were complying with the injunction, and they weren't. 2,000 applications for three-year work permits were given out. It's time for us. Now, I'm not for flouting the law, but you know what? What the Department of Homeland Security did with having them stay in Mexico is not flouting the law. Because you know what? Mexico is where they're supposed to be. Because when, according to our own laws, when they leave Guatemala, when they leave Honduras, they are required to seek asylum at the first country that they come across. And that's Mexico. So Trump needs to ignore this. Now, a lot of people are tweeting out higher Kobach. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, Ed Martin and I uh, interviewed Ken Kobach uh, at CPAC, and uh, he had a few suggestions. He uh, he was asked tonight on Tucker Carlson who he blames for the fact that uh, President Trump's border policies had not been enacted so far, and he said leadership of the DHS, in other words, Kirsten Nielsen. So 
Tucker's like, well, what would you do? What are the three things that you would do if you were to take over the position right now? And he said, well, first of all, there's this Flores settlement that's kind of complicated. I've talked about it on the show. Long story short, it was a way to loosen the asylum rules and make the activist groups feel feel better. And so it was some settlement that said that children could not be held in detention centers for more than 20 days. And so um, anyway, if if we... If we can't separate the families because of this Flores settlement, because they were catching and releasing because the kids couldn't be held for more than 20 days. The parents needed to be held for longer. We couldn't separate the kids. So then they were getting caught and released. Right. So that's the long story there. So what Kobach is saying is, first of all, because of this whole Flores thing, uh, we need to we need to say, OK, we're going to keep the families together. But then what we need to do is we need to take all them FEMA trailers that are probably still left hanging around after Katrina. And we need to take them down there and say, OK, we, we've got some more detention space for you people. Then we need to bring the judges down there, additional asylum judges down there to hear all these cases. We know that 90% of them do not qualify for asylum. And the second they're denied asylum, they're put on a plane back to another country. Done. Then he says what we do is we go to Mexico and we tell them we are going to and we have the capacity under the U.S. Treasury to stop any remittances that are going to Mexico because we they know how it's going. They know how this money is being transferred to Mexico through Wells Fargo and different uh, money transfer transferring services. Tell Mexico. You continue to allow any of these people to come to our border, coming up through Guatemala, because, again, they're supposed to seek asylum in Mexico. We're going to cease and desist any remittances. I think that we need to go further than that. I think we need to immediately halt that right now. These are things, evidently, that could have been done with Kirsten Nielsen, and she didn't do it. So you know what I say, Kirsten Nielsen? Thank you for your time. Thank you, President Trump, for doing the right thing and telling her there's the door. I think it might be a little overdue. The panic going on the part of the people is that we're not used to this. We're not used to a business person coming in and saying, you're not performing? Don't let the door hit you. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got to pick this up on the other side because there's more interesting things that I discovered with some other articles that are kind of going on a little bit more behind the scenes because a lot of people, even conservatives, are criticizing President Trump for something that he's done with ICE. And um, I, I I think he's making the right moves here. I think he's cleaning house with the right, with the right tool. I don't know if skins you like a Swiffer or a broom, but whichever one he's using, I'm kind of liking it. I'm thinking he's, I'm thinking he's cleaning. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea K here, recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. With our high utility rates, the last thing you need is to waste energy. 
If your home comfort system is constantly cycling on and off, or if you have hot or cold pockets in your home, that's a red flag. Proper maintenance prolongs the life of your system and saves you money on energy costs. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air have been honored as a North American Contractor of the Year for providing superior service and top quality HVAC products at affordable rates. They're pretty proud of that award and look forward to showing you how they earned that honor. They offer 24-hour emergency service on every major brand. They won't try to sell you a new system if you don't need one and will never recommend any parts that are not necessary. Call Jackson and Foster Heating and Air for a cleaning and inspection. Mention radio and save $25 on your service call. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air. Our family, serving your family since 1931. Call 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. If the price of the stocks and the stock funds that you own may have shrunk, but just as a reminder, with every dollar that you add, you're now purchasing those shares at a cheaper price. If, indeed, you are feeding something regularly, keep feeding it. And just understand that if this market, say, for example, took a 10% correction, then next month you are buying those shares at a 10% discount, and that's called dollar cost averaging. It's a great strategy. And if you have questions about that or any other market strategy, give me a call. Come on in for your free retirement checkup with me here in my Mission Valley office. It's free, and I do meet with everybody personally. Just call my office, 800-727-PLAN is the office number, 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. That's it, friends, for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I am the retirement professor, Marty Schneider, and this is The Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, this is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar, a certified electrical contractor. 2019 is the last year to get the 30% federal tax credit. Your family should take full advantage of the 30% tax credit while it's still available. Let 2019 be the year you and your family go solar. You can produce your own electricity from the sun. Stop paying the escalating prices of the power company. Get a 25-year warranty turnkey solar panel system with top-of-the-line 360-watt panels and in-phase microinverters. This includes a per-panel online monitoring system standard on all installed Keegan Electric Solar panel systems. Let Keegan Electric Solar answer any questions you might have about any of your solar needs. Give Keegan Electric Solar a call at 619-742-8376. That's 619-742-8376 or visit keeganelectricsolar.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Hashtag Monday Motivation. I'm all motivated and excited to come in tonight. I was uh, earlier because I love a shakeup because clearly what has been working with the leadership in the Department of Homeland Security uh, has has not been working. Um, and and little uh, I saw a great tweet today from John Miller. Uh, tweet at Miller Stream. He says just a friendly reminder of <clears throat> the law. The president may, quote, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. Hello. Okay. Um, So President Trump has been a lot of people were wondering, as I was last week, when he, you know, he threatened to shut down the border 
and he ended up backtracking off of that. And, I, and it's because a couple things that I'm, I'm realizing, connecting some dots here between a, a couple of articles, one from Axios, one from uh, Politico. It seems as though President Trump has been really frustrated behind the scenes. He's had a couple people from Kirsten Nielsen, as well as the acting head of ICE. I'm not sure how to say the guy's name, Vit- Vitiello, uh, who did not support President Trump's idea of shutting down the border. And evidently, Stephen Miller, his uh, one of his top advisors, has been going around behind the scenes putting pressure on, according to this article, has been telephoning mid-level officials at several federal departments and agencies to demand they do more to stem the influx of immigrants. And uh, that uh, he basically was, on behalf of President Trump, letting everybody know that he was really, he wanted more. He wanted more done to stop. Um This article also says that he has been pushing uh, for Trump to fire Lee Francis Cisna, who is the director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration. To to refresh everybody's memory, we used to have INS, right? Border Patrol and INS. Correct. Then under George W. Bush, he expanded government with the Department of Homeland Security, got rid of INS, started ICE. We still got the Border Patrol and just it became this big thing that was initially run by Tom Ridge, who's nothing but a rhino. Um, and so, um, it's actually, of course, anytime you've got bloated government, you've got more inefficiencies and people not really, you know, and and you've got all these unelected career bureaucrats, many of which who are in these agencies, you know, are leftovers from Obama and, and W days, and they have not had the desire to fulfill Trump's agenda. I was just going to agree with you, Andrea. It seems like behind the scenes, Trump's really got to watch who he's you know, working with, because there's not a lot of them that he can actually trust. Absolutely. And it's funny you should say that because there was an article, and this ties into what's going on with shakeups as well as the courts. Uh, his former White House counsel, Don McGahn, did an interview and had some some interesting things to say about how President Trump runs the White House. He uses a hub and spokes model. He doesn't trust one person to be the gatekeeper. He dislikes intermediary intermediary intermediaries. He has no member of the staff is empowered because he ultimately has to make all the decisions. He never gives just one person the tasks. He gives multiple people the same tasks to do because you've got to remember that when this man got to D.C., he had no idea who he could trust, even within his own tight circle. He was wondering who who was the Judas. He knew he faced two opposition parties. So to get anything done, he's got to he's got to be the ultimate decision maker. He's got to be the hub and spokes. He's got to have all these additional layers because he can't really trust one person to delegate. He can't effectively delegate because of the issue that he's got. A lot of uh, issues that have come across his desk, he's gone it alone, Andrea. He's had to. Uh, one of the things that this article has said here is that he usually takes the conservative side of any debate. He's very conservative. And here's what's very important to understand. According to McGahn, a big part of his job as White House counsel was to deregulate and rein in the administrative state. And that's what's partly at play today with getting rid of, I think that's one reason why he pushed John Kelly out, who Kirsten Nielsen was his person. He got this Vitellio guy out, who was the acting ICE guy. A lot of people are upset today that Trump's nominee, the initial um, guy that they expected to take over for ICE, who was the acting ICE director, was a guy named Vitiello. And uh, people, conservatives are upset today that he got rid of this Vitiello guy. But the ICE Council, the National Council for ICE, said that the president made the right call 
that he demonstrated integrity and a personal commitment to fixing problems within our failing federal agencies rarely, if ever, seen in the D.C. swamp. He's, uh, they go on to say that his move to dump his pick to lead ICE, it's, uh, this article says, the move to, uh, to dump his pick to lead ICE surprised lawmakers. But according to this ICE council, they say it showed tremendous courage. They said that he that this guy, Vidiello, clearly demonstrated an inability to effectively lead the agency. And then President Trump stepped in and made a change. And that's how it's supposed to work. That's leadership. That's how Americans want their government to work, the ICE council said. And this is really important because, you know, there is no uh, the conservatives behind the scenes. According to this other article, I think this is Politico, say there's worry that there's an erosion of people that actually have operational judgment that can at least provide the president with counsel. That's crap. We don't need these unelected fat cats, career bureaucrats who aren't accountable to anybody to occupy seats, to sit in these these cabinet meetings like Kirsten Nielsen and never, ever getting anything accomplished that was the people's agenda. The American people want that border sealed upwards of 70 percent of people in a recent poll came in and said that this is a crisis we cannot continue to have this happen in our country we have a right to stop it and everybody who's been in any leadership at the border patrol ice or department of homeland security who as well as the department of justice who has not been because according to this article there's other people whose jobs are possibly on the line as well including state departments lower even lower and mid-level people because these are the foot soldiers that have to make it happen so you got the higher level people like Nielsen and this Vidiello that needed to go and also a lot of mid-level people at uh, chief counsel at USCIS, assistant secretary of state for consular affairs, deputy directors. These all people now are, are put on notice because the American taxpayer paying these people to do a job and the job was to seal the dang border. We also wanted people deported that had no business being in this country. We have a heart. If there are true asylum seekers, then they should legally seek asylum in this country. And they need to do it in the right way. But we all know that like the woman who from Guatemala or Honduras who complained that the frijoles and tortillas she was getting was pig food, who was led into this country and just arrested for armed burglary and armed assault in Texas, has no business being here in this country. It's an outrage. I'm glad for what Trump is doing. But I want to wrap it up with this. Getting back to the story about this guy, McGahn. He goes on to say that his main job was dealing with the administrative state. And this is what as how it relates to the article of the judge who decided to uh, file the injunction to stop President Trump's new asylum laws. He says that his job of deregulating and reigning in the administrative state include, includes Trump nominating judges who agree that the courts have been given too much flexibility to federal agencies to interpret laws and enforce regulations. See, that's where this activism from judges come from, is that, that we've got uh, these judges that have actually been, um, there's something called the Chevron deference which requires the courts to defer to federal agencies and their reasonable interpretations of ambiguous laws. No, we don't need any more of that. That's how we've got these activist judges. No. President Trump's judges, he McGahn says, will spend 30 to 40 years unwinding the power of executive agencies. So, see, they've transferred a lot of power to these judges, and they've transferred these uh, too much power to these unelected bureaucrats within the agencies, and those two have been working together against the American people, and Trump's putting an end to that. We're going to take a break. We come back. 
We got conservatives worried today about the feelings of Kirsten Nielsen and worried about the feelings of, of these unelected bureaucrats. And we got the left today worried about the feelings of illegals. Who's caring about the angel families? You're going to hear from one when we come back. Marian Mendoza will be here. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Areas Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. Nothing is more important in today's technological world than a good education. So if you're a parent or grandparent, the best thing you can do for your child or grandchild is give them a head start and invest in their education. So before you automatically place your child or grandchild into a public school setting, consider taking advantage of the Answer San Diego's half-price tuition program and give your student an outstanding education at a top private school for half price. From preschool to high school, new students only, half off for the 2019 to 2020 school year. Just log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com for the complete list of schools in your area. Choose the best school for your family and the entire half-price tuition goes on your credit card and then your child or grandchild is enrolled for half price. Explore your options with schools like City Tree Christian, South Bay Christian Academy, and St. Peter the Apostle Catholic School. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com or call 844-800-5757 before these tuitions are gone. That's 844-800-5757 or TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Investors seeking income often choose to invest in individual bonds, which have varying maturities ranging from one year to 10 years. But instead of choosing just one maturity, spreading the capital over a series of maturities has several advantages. Among them is protection of principal in the event of swings in interest rates. There is an inverse relationship between bond prices and interest rates. In other words, bond prices tend to go down as interest rates go up and vice versa. If it's thought rates will go up, then maturities will be staggered to the short end so that when mature principal can be reinvested at higher rates. Conversely, if it's thought interest rates will go down, maturities will be staggered to longer term in order to lock in higher rates in a declining rate environment. If you'd like more information on laddering a portfolio of bonds, call me, John Harris, LPL Financial, 858-521-9619. That's 858-521-9619. Or email me, John K. Harris at LPL.com. That's J-O-N dot K. Harris at LPL.com.
Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374-603-437. Francis had been serving as a missionary for 56 years and felt the same love at Sun Garden Terrace. When I walked in, I noticed that the clients and the staff had a very good relationship. Residents like Francis love all the activities, entertainment, and of course, the food. The food is an awful lot, and uh, I like to go to the art for everybody. You don't have to know anything. We have Bible classes. A lot of people come to sing every month, sometimes twice like rhinestone grannies and um, our laundry's done and put away and my granddaughter said I'd like to live here I could have my clothes put away Sun Garden Terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one you're invited to take a tour see the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing and join them for lunch visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE Sun Garden Terrace because there's such a lot of living to do Call 619-464-CARE. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. You know, uh, we've been talking a lot, pretty much almost exclusively tonight, everything that's been going on with uh, Kirsten Nielsen, uh, quote, resigning, uh, as well as all the other shakeups going on. Um, but w- when that news broke, the left has d- just been completely obsessing ad nauseum all day today since the news broke Sunday about uh, the separation of families. I've got uh, CNN on, no sound, of course, here in the studio, and that's all they're talking about is how, how dare P- President Trump and this Kirsten Nielsen. They're still with the false allegations of caging children and separation of families. And the conservatives today are upset over whether or not uh, President Trump is doing ousting too many people. Where is everybody today? been caring about the real separation of families that have occurred in this country thousands of times at the hands of illegal aliens. Joining me now to discuss her particular story, hopefully I won't cry in the middle of it, become all weepy, weepy is Marion Ann Mendoza. Her son, Brandon, uh, was uh, killed in 2014 by an illegal alien who had no business being in this country. Marianne Mendoza, thank you for being here tonight on the Andrea K. Show. Thank you for having me, Andrea. I appreciate it. All right. So um, first of all, you know, I wondered today if, you know, when we have a day like today, is is it like picking a scab when when all day long the news is about the border and the liberal media is crying all day long about illegal children and what's happening to illegal children versus what's happened to your son? It's frustrating because we're fellow Americans and the focus is really being put on people who are illegally invading our country. And, you know, uh, the whole story, so many more videos are coming out now. Of, I just posted some things on um, Twitter yesterday. There's a, there's a video, and I just took some still shots of it, of a man standing down at the border. He just crossed over in southern Arizona, and he's got his hand tight, tightly wrapped around this little girl's arm above her elbow, and he will not let go. And she tries to pull away from him several times, and he's just holding on to her as tight as he can. And it's not the way that a loving father right. holds on to the hand of his child as, he's, as they're coming into a new country, and, you know, the child's scared. It's, it's a forceful entry, and these are not families that are being separated at the border now. They are human traffickers and children who are being abused and trafficked and, and recycled over and over and over to, to 
let these people gain entry to our country. And this is what our politicians are fighting for, for these children to be abused by, like this. Yeah, in fact, it was astonishing to me that e- even after the government shut down, the new piece of legislation came through that the Border Patrol is not even allowed to ask if it's, if it's a, a relative of a child that's coming here. And it's just despicable. Meanwhile, the you know we have, what, even if most of the people coming here were actual families, a certain percentage of the people coming into this country illegally, and I have no way of knowing the percentage because we have no way to vet them, Marianne. A certain right. percentage of them are MS-13 gang members. A certain percentage of them will rape, will murder, will drive drunk and kill an American citizen. And then uh, and, and many times they'll do that repeatedly over and over again because they get a, a preferential treatment in our court system. They ignore the ICE detainers. And that's how we end up having real heroes like your son murdered. Tell everybody the story about your son. Brandon. Well, Brandon was on his way home from work on, uh, it was Mother's Day the day before. He had stopped by for dinner with me that night, and he said, I'll be back. And then on his way home from work, uh, 1 o'clock in the morning, a repeat illegal alien criminal who never showed up for his court date in Colorado and was on the run, had been picked up at 2002 at the border, taken back to Adams County, Colorado, and given a slap on his hand and put on probation and just released back on onto the streets, Ultimately ended up here. He was three times the legal limit drunk, high on meth, and he had driven over 35 miles the wrong way on four different freeways and slammed head on into my son on an HOV uh, ramp that had a blind curb on it. And my son ultimately died about an hour and a half later in surgery. Um, you know, so uh, it, it, it catapulted me into this fight because I started realizing the leniency that is shown to these illegal alien criminals. And like you said, the preferential preferential treatment that they're given, they are not punished like you and I would be for the same crimes. There have been so many deaths in the last six months of American citizens at the hands of illegal aliens, and a lot of it is DUIs, Mm -hmm. but they are only given two years in jail. You or I would be spending a lot longer in jail committing that crime. And they're already criminals because almost every adult illegal alien who's in this country has committed a felony because they're using fraudulent social security numbers. They've used fraudulent papers to get over the border. Everything they did that they do is fraud and it's a felony. And now they've killed an American citizen and they're given two years deported. And because of our poorest borders, they know they'll come back. Big deal. It was two years in American prison. They come back here for the good life because they're handed everything for free. Yeah. It's a mad cycle. It it is. And you know, it's, it's gotta be tough enough to lose a child then to lose a child in, in a way that you did is tough enough at the hands of somebody driving drunk but then to have the whole other element of the illegal alien in this country you know one of the things that as i've known families that had a family member who was murdered or, or in certain situations at least they had a feeling of justice when the person was convicted and put away here there's this constant sense of injustice for you and for the other angel families particularly well, and, you know Luckily for me, the illegal died in the accident who killed my son, and I didn't have to go through a trial. But the majority of angel families, they are dealing with these illegals having fled, and they're gone, and there's no way of finding them. Probably 80% of the angel families are dealing, you know, that I interact with, are dealing with illegals who are on the run. Wow. Their family has never seen justice. And then the, and then there's continued injustice, in my uh, opinion, because our government continues to allow this to happen. Molly Tibbetts might be alive today if we had right. done something about about the border. Now, you reached out to the Obama administration. What happened there? I sent two letters to the president and never heard anything from him. 
And it was really infuriating because one day when I was in D.C., we were sitting a block from the White House and we got word that the Obamas were hosting illegal um, college students there and praising them for what they'd done in the United States and the college education they were having. And the next day they were hosting illegal teachers. And, you know, we had let them know we were going to be in D.C. and they just completely ignored us. But, you know, one other thing, there's so many aspects to illegal alien crime that, that the average American may not know. The, the catastrophic medical injuries that, that happen to people, Billy and Kathy Inman in Georgia, she has been in a wheelchair for 19 and a half years. And mm-hmm. Billy, the, the dad, has been caring for her. They were rear-ended from behind, an illegal going 70 miles an hour 19 years ago, and killed their son, their only child. And she, the, the medical bills are unbelievable. We've got um, Steve Ronebeck, his son Grant was killed here in Arizona. They're trying to go to trial. They have flown members of this repeat illegal alien criminals family in from Mexico to come testify at a trial that's never happened. They've just brought him here ahead of time, and it's four years he's still waiting on a trial. They pay for their airline tickets. They pay for transportation for them to get to the court to the hearing. They give them vouchers to go into the court cafeteria and eat for free. Steve has to pay to park. Steve has to pay to eat in the in the cafeteria. And then half of these illegal alien family members have disappeared into the interior of the United States. And so now the trial is being postponed because they can't find these members who they flew in on the American taxpayer money. This is this is how unjust this whole system is. It's it's it makes me crazy, and I haven't even lost anybody as a result yeah. of this. And the American people are getting in, increasingly frustrated, and that's why I'm I'm proud today that President Trump decided to can Kirsten Nielsen and get rid yeah. of this guy Vidiello, who was supposed to take over for ICE because he was against see, closing down the border. We, right. Desperate times call for desperate measures, and President Trump can't do it alone. How do no. you have you ever met with Nancy Pelosi? I know that the you guys went and tried to meet with her, or is she? continuing to ignore you guys well i'm not you know i'm a i'm a different breed of an angel mom and there's a lot of angel families that kind of think along my way we don't go into politicians office and scream and yell and cause a scene to be a youtube sensation that just isn't what we do angelfamilies.com which is the group that michelle root and i have co-founded mm-hmm. we work behind the scenes um we've got angel families in florida in iowa in nebraska in colorado in arkansas in maryland in california in texas and we are fighting legislation, and Steve Ronnebeck and I are fighting it here in Arizona. And Angel Families Coalition, we are going to be working very, very hard to get our states um, to follow Oklahoma's lead and start taxing remittances that are going out of our out of our states, and creating a fund for Angel Families, you know. And funds to go for other things in the state. We've learned to play their game. I'm, I'm going to be meeting with legislators tomorrow here in Phoenix and propose this and say create a fund for angel families who can't afford the funeral costs or astronomical medical bills that happen to them because, you know, illegal aliens get all the medical attention they need for free. Oh, yeah, they get everything. In fact, and, I was just thinking we need that because I, I haven't had any follow-up here. There was a little boy, I think he was somewhere between the ages of five and seven years old, who was left uh, in a coma and brain damage. And I'm not sure what happened to him. Uh, the illegal who hit him, drove drunk, had been deported 15 times. If yeah. if that boy survived, because it's kind of thing where there'll be a story and then it won't, you know, you'll hear about it when it initially happens and there's no follow-up. And especially since the main this media doesn't want to talk about about it here because it was an illegal who did it. I don't know what that family faced in terms of medical cost if, if the boy did survive and there's nobody helping the angel families with this. No. In the minute no, we, we have, have left, to- how can people get involved and help you support uh, and, and give you support for this? Angelfamilies.com, um, please go and donate. The, the money that we get donated, which is very little, 
Um, we use it for travel that enables us to get back to D.C. and attend the hearings that we need to be there and have angel families present in these legislative hearings so that they see our faces. It's not just the pro-illegal groups that get millions of dollars donated to them every year. And so we need help financially in order to keep us, you know, on the road and, and fighting our legislators. And I'm just asking all of your listeners, wake up and, and realize what your legislators are doing in the dark of the night. Um, things that they pass, you know, hidden with another title to it. We have to become more, more informed as Americans. We have to become more informed as Americans. And we have to become active because the yes. left is pushing all day, every day for open borders and to help illegals and give them preferential treatment in the courts to give them entitlements and money and all types of services and benefits that the American citizen doesn't get. And it's an absolute outrage. And that's, and that's uh, not even the lives that are lost from murder and rape and drunk driving and all the rest of it. And we have got to, to save our country. Marianne Mendoza, thank you for all you're doing, and God bless you. Well, have me on more. I've I got will. so much more to tell your, your listeners, really. All right, we'll get you back real soon. Thank you thank so you, much. Andrea. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, stay tuned. we got more of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Hey, uh, there was a terrorist attack that was stopped in Maryland. we got to talk about that when we come back. And also, good news story coming off the weekend. So we got more. Don't go anywhere. More Andrew K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on Earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temples steps, touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join the Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. 
We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Roger Kimball was quoted recently in Imprimis Magazine making a pithy observation on the state of higher education. Quote, the more expensive education becomes, the more it seems to lead not to broader understanding, but to narrower horizons. Kimball marveled at the removal of a picture of Shakespeare from University of Pennsylvania's English department in favor of a photo of Audre Lorde, a black feminist writer. The department chairman gushed over the students' courage to replace it. They were committed to a more inclusive mission, he said, for the department. But the rest of us might ask, okay, but how long will the replacement photo be tolerated? This trend towards erasing history is not slowing down. What's the next step? Bans on Broadway revivals of Neil Simon or Arthur Miller? Persecution of bookstores for selling non-PC books? Defenders of our common history's heroes and benefactors should speak out now. Your local libraries and museums may be the next target. I'm Jerry Boyer. AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Thank you. Guten Tag, Berlin. Uh, it is good to be back in the heart of Europe. Uh, yeah, it's been over 10 years since I spoke to a slightly larger crowd uh, in front of the victory column when I was running for president. Uh, I had a little less gray hair then. I've been back to Germany. Uh, I've been to Europe countless times. I'm as excited to be here with you as I have been ever I've come to Europe. I'm here to begin uh, the work I, of I, the I, Obama I, Foundation. I, that's enough. That's enough of that. I can't take anymore, Andrea. No, I mean, the guy gave a speech 467 times, he said I. Woo! Yeah, and you know what? The, it, it's just another example of the left being about projection, because they talk about Trump being a narcissist. Come on. Oh, yeah. that's not even close. That's ridiculous. Um, so there was a uh, there was a terrorist attack, a for, uh, at, at, at an attempt at a, a plot is the word I'm looking for. Uh, so this guy, and I, I'm, I thought I had, I was trying to tidy up my surface here on the break, getting ready to go, and I think I put my article away. So this Maryland man decided he was going to try to turn uh, the National Harbor into the uh, place in France where they had the Bastille Day attack. His name was Rondell Henry of Georgetown, uh, Germantown, Maryland. He was uh, supposedly inspired by the terrorist group ISIS. He stole a U-Haul van from a parking garage. Took him a couple hours to try to find find his way out through security. So he goes down to National Harbor around 10 a.m. Uh, it was a whole lot of, but not a whole lot of people were there. It was kind of thin. So he he broke into a boat and hid there overnight. So um, he had been he had been missing. So they arrested him. And uh, basically his plan was he was, like I said, he was inspired by Bastille Day in which 
80 people were mowed down. Uh, this, this is an interesting article, actually, from the New York Times talking about the fact that this isn't anything new. The use of vehicles has been something that the that actually was an Al-Qaeda idea going back years ago. And in 2010, Al-Qaeda promoted the use of cars to run over people in an article on its online magazine, which which probably, you know, still Amazon is banning conservative books. But, you know, you can still get a get a how to book on the ultimate mowing machine from Al-Qaeda. So there's much about this that we don't know. This evidently happened in um March on March 26th, we're just now hearing about it. We don't really know any information about this man. He uh, supposedly worked at Hughes Network Systems, a broadband satellite company in Germantown. He had previously been employed there as an independent contractor. What do, what do we not know about this? When are we going to find out that like the Pulse nightclub shooter, like San Bernardino, like Major Nadal Hassan, like the Sarnayev brothers, when are we going to find out the truth that the FBI, I guarantee you we're going to find out that the FBI knew something about this dude. Because it just seems like he didn't mow anybody down. So it just seems like a little bit of a coincidence that they kind of happened to find him off of a boat. What what are we not being told here? We still don't have answers, really. They're trying to tell us they, they couldn't figure out the motivation of the Las Vegas shooter where he shot 500 people when ISIS claimed credit for that. You know, maybe if Robert Mueller, back when he was running the FBI, hadn't taken out everything related to Islamic Jihad and Sharia and Islamic terror... Maybe we might have actually been, the good news is, is this guy did plan to mow people down and he didn't do it and nobody died. But we have a problem in this country with Islamic terror. And we're going to continue to do regular segments about that. Good news coming out of the weekend, though. Have you seen Potato Skins? Have you seen Unplanned yet? No, I haven't. And I need... I need to. Everybody that's seen it has said it's just fabulous. Well, yeah. In fact, it had a it had a big opening weekend, particularly for a faith based movie, uh, week weekend before last. Have so you, s- you know, I, I and I kind of expected it to fade. I actually thought about seeing it this weekend, and I was going to go see it Saturday night, and I couldn't get a seat. I couldn't get a seat. That's good to hear. Yeah. So it actually ended up having a total both weekends. It came in fourth. It's racked in almost uh, $9 million in spite of the fact that they tried to block it on Twitter. They gave it an R rating. Now, here's the ironic part. Jack Bersobic pointed this out on Twitter. Uh, By giving it an R rated movie, uh, which R rated for what? They said the motion picture, MPAA, motion picture arts and, and, and sciences, came out and said that because there's there's some bloody images in it. I mean, how many PG-13 movies? How many movies can you watch on TV at 8 o'clock at night? I was in a movie that aired on TV. I've seen several was, PG-13 movies, Andrea, that have crossed the line, so I don't think this, without even seeing it, it shouldn't be rated R. Of course it shouldn't be rated R, but they did that to suppress viewers. Well, of course. And the, and the ironic thing is, is that 16-year-olds have to have parental consent to see this movie, but in high school or and uh, uh, most places across hey, the country- Hey, sex ed's fine. They, they don't have to get parental consent to go get an abortion, but they no. have to have parental consent, consent to see this movie. It's absolutely stupid. So uh, the movie's doing really well. One of the things that this article points out about the movie, one of the reasons why Planned Parenthood says it's full of falsehoods, but yet they didn't try to stop it or file an injunction. They're not, they're not filing a lawsuit to say that it's defamation or that it's lies and not true. But one of the things that's so important about this movie and why everybody needs to go see it is because it reveals the truth, not just about the procedure, 
but about the money aspect and about why Planned Parenthood exists. Because this has been a huge lie that they've gotten over on the American people, that they that they do more than just abortions, that they provide other important health services to women and they don't. I guess there's a part in the movie where uh, she says uh, to the Planned Parenthood person, uh, she says, if our stated goal is to decrease the number of abortions by reducing the number of unwanted pregnancies, then why are we being asked to double our abortion count? They got a quota. The response uh, was from the Planned Parenthood person. Let me explain something to you. Fast food outlets look to break even on the hamburgers they sell. That's all they do is break even. Do you know how they make money? On the French fries and the soda. The low cost, high margin items. Abortion is our fries and soda. But somehow you just decided that's no longer your priority. Abortion is what pays your salary. Corp- our corporate policy is simple. We're an abortion provider. We must defund Planned Parenthood. We need to continue to put the pressure. Period. Period. There's absolutely no reason why any taxpayer has to have their money go into this abortion mill that's that's about infanticide. I hate to end on a negative note, but the good news is the movie's doing well.